Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people. And you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles. We win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as uh, simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. And good afternoon, Pittsburgh Steelers fans. And welcome to another episode of Steelers Brunch with Tony. I am your host, Tony Defio, and thank you, as always, for joining me on another fine Saturday afternoon. And I thank you, uh, everybody in the live chat, for stepping in. And before I get started, as always, I'd like to welcome you to subscribe to Behind the Store Curtains YouTube channel, where we have we bring you multiple podcasts each and every day. There's this show, obviously, every Saturday. There's there's the live mic. I believe that's Friday night. That's hosted by Michael Beck. There's Beck in Black, hosted by Michael Beck and Jeffrey Benedict. That's Wednesdays at nine, I believe. There's Let's Ride, hosted by co-editor, behind the Foot curtain co-editor Jeff Hartman, every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. That's 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 an audio. That's you have to find that one on your on on the various podcasting platforms. That's really great stuff he had. He had a, a longtime contributor to, to Behind the Steel Curtain on the other day. Uh, Cliff Harris is still a punk. That's uh, his uh, Behind the Steel Curtain name. And, and he's always done a great job with film breakdown. And, and he's a high school coach. So he, he knows a lot about, about the game of football. And that was really great. I really enjoy listening to that. So uh, if, you can, if you can find that, go check that out. Uh, there's there's the, the Stat Geek, the, the, the Big Bro Sco show hosted by, or I'm sorry, the, the, the Scobro show, if I can get those words out, hosted by co-editor Dave Schofield and his big brother. That's that's a pretty good show. And 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 there's the standard is the standard. There's the Steelers preview. There's just so many, so many shows. Jeff's been doing a a, a daily recap training camp recap. Check that out. On, on, that's, that's another audio show. That's uh, on, on the podcasting platforms. 
And uh, there, of course, there's Steelers Q&A every, every Monday at 5, hosted by Brian Anthony Davis, the, the, the podcasting manager. He's been, doing, he's, he's been doing a great job, him and Dave and Jeff. They've been doing a great job of, of making sure your podcasting experience is the best it can possibly be on, 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 for, for all the Steelers content you need on, on the Internet. And uh, also... Steelers retro show that that airs that's another audio only podcast that airs Tuesday mornings uh, where we discuss a great moment from the Steelers past I really enjoy doing that show so please check that out and as always check out behind the store curtain the website where we bring you just about everything you need each and every day from news to film breakdowns to commentary salary cap any anytime there's a transaction anytime there's an injury anytime there's breaking news it's right there for you, so please check that out. And again, welcome to everybody in the live chat. There's there's Lumberzak, I love that name. Brian O'Toole, always a favorite, always a regular. Steelers Pittsburgh, Dave Shipley, the legend. My man, Wes Hickok, Ezra, thank you for joining me. And as always, I want to touch on a few different topics, and and they mostly have to do with Steelers training camp because that's the, the thing that's going on right now. We're only two weeks away, believe it or not. Two weeks from this Monday, the Steelers will be taking on the Giants on Monday Night Football, and they are just about wrapping up their second week of padded practices. And I just wanted to share some of my observations from 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 last week. And I think the first thing is always you have to talk about Ben Ben Roethlisberger and the continued progress he's made after having major elbow surgery last year, and and the extensive rehab that followed and, and the questions of whether or not he could come back. Well, they continue to be answered. I, I was, as I wrote the, I wrote an article about his, you know, I was making fun of his toughness and it was, it was a tongue in cheek kind of thing, but, but I, I was struck by the fact that, that since the surgery and, and since he's been going at it pretty, pretty strongly at training camp, you know, you know, with, with the throwing and, and, everything that goes into, into preparing for an NFL season, he keeps waiting for, for the pain in his elbow to, to return and, and, and it has yet to return, which is obviously great news. And uh, he talked about, and it was in a Yahoo article that I found online that he talked about having a, a small tear in his elbow for over a decade and how he just dealt with it. And, and I thought that was amazing. Again, I wrote an article giving him, giving him a hard time. And there's no question that there's a, there's a bit of, of a of a diva to Ben when it comes to to his history with embellishing injuries a little bit. You know, he, he, in, in his early in his career, he, there was that the big controversy over broken toes that he had that Bill Cower, his head coach at the time, had no idea. He was like, I don't know what you're talking about. And then he had an appendectomy a, a year or so later, and he talked about having a high fever again. This caught people by surprise. So there's no question that, that Ben has always embellished his injury injuries a little bit. I don't know if that's for effect to get his teammates uh, fired up because Terry Bradshaw was guilty of the same thing. And he's said in interviews and, you know, since his playing days that, that he kind of did that to get his guys fired up. And if they saw him writhing around on, on the ground, the three river stadium, you know, they would come to his rescue, you know, so to speak by, by playing better. So, I don't think there's anything there's anything wrong with that. I think it's just it's just who Ben is. It's just whatever reason. Some people just exaggerate things, especially when they're when when they're they're sick or they're hurt. It's just it's just human nature for some people to do. And but there's no questioning his toughness. I mean, 
obviously he's played with every injury imaginable throughout his career. He played behind the offensive line in the late OOs that was among the worst in the NFL and he, in the, in the Excel, he went, he helped them win a Super Bowl. So there's no question in the guy's toughness. And I think the fact that he did, I have no doubt that he did play for years with a, a small tear in his, in his, in his uh, tendon in his arm before it finally went kaput last year. Uh, and I think that illustrates, you know, in, in a way, not only his toughness, but the fear that maybe, maybe a lot of these guys have when it comes to sort of shutting themselves down to have major surgery because yeah, maybe you can come back better than ever, but maybe you can't, maybe you're done. Maybe you're, you're, you're never going to be the same player that you were before ever again. Or there's, the, I think there's a fear that a lot of these guys have that if they, if they miss time, even if they come back 100%, somebody's going to take their job. I mean, look at Drew Bledsoe. Obviously that was for the best for the Patriots, but here's a guy that was one of the best quarterbacks of his time. He gets hurt. You know, it's the kind of injury that that's, I think it's, I forget what the, I think it was a collapsed lung. I forget what it was, but it, it, he was, he should have only missed a few games, but he wound up missing forever because Tom Brady came along and became the greatest quarterback arguably that ever lived. So yeah, I think there's a certain fear that these guys, these guys live with that if they, if they do take themselves, if they do shut themselves down, that it could be the end of their career. And I, I think that's why a lot of these guys do play with injuries that, that maybe they should, you know, have uh, pr- repaired. But I, I think it also illustrates just how talented this guy is. The fact that whether it was 10 years or five years or three years, however long he dealt with, with his elbow problem. And, and it was certainly a few years because his offensive lineman even, even confirmed this a while ago. It just shows you how talented he truly is and what a great athlete he really is to be able to put up the numbers and accomplish some of the things that he's accomplished throughout his career. But that's all beside the point. That the, the, the most important thing is he's pain-free right now. And I think that, could, again, I, I, I hate to repeat myself, but it could, it could only mean great things for the Steelers in 2020 and beyond. So that's my first observation. And the second one is something I really enjoyed and something that maybe I wouldn't even have known about if Jeff Hartman wouldn't have pointed it out to me and, 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 and the, the, you know, he shared it on the site last week. And that's the, the uh, new docuseries about Roethlisberger and the struggles that he, he went through, him and his family went through with, uh, you know, trying to battle back from that injury. And, and of course that was pretty interesting. And, and, you know, obviously hearing, hearing the news the, the first time and how his wife Ashley and I, and again, I wrote an article that's pub, that just got published where I kind of make fun of her giving, giving him permission, but I knew what she meant. And that's the fact that, that, you know, what we forget as fans perhaps is that when these, these guys have a lot more to worry about than just playing the game, they have to worry about their families. And, and you're the, and you're in Ben's case, you're the, you're the, uh, the, the breadwinner for the family. And obviously he's made a ton of money, but, but still, there, there's a lot of money that, that was left to be made on his contract. And, and she was basically saying, look, it's, if you want to, if you want to retire, it's fine. I'll support you 100%. But, you know, I think it shows you the kind of a competitor he is that he said, no, I'm, I'm, I, I'm not done yet. I appreciate it, but I'm not done. And I thought it was great uh, that it, I think it kind of, it was only 15 minutes that episode and there will be more episodes. I assume they'll be released once a week. And I think it kind of maybe maybe showed a more human side to Ben Roethlisberger, something that 
perhaps most people in the country, most football fans don't want to see because a lot of people don't like the guy. There's, there's no question. He's not a well-liked guy around the country. And for, you know, you could, some people think he's disingenuous. Some people think it's uh, obviously a, a lot of the reasons why people don't like him are because of either his past behavior when he was a younger guy or those allegations, which are, were, were pretty serious. So I think this docu-series, this documentary on YouTube, I think that this will go a long way in maybe humanizing him more to people, maybe making him more accessible to perhaps some of the national types around the, the country that never seemed to like the guy. I mean, and, and to, to that point, uh, they talked about the struggles. Ashley, his wife, especially talked about the, how hurt they were when everything that went down with Antonio Brown last year between him and the Steelers and, and Ben was made the scapegoat by a lot of people. You know, what did, what did Ben do to make Antonio Brown act like that? You know, that, that was that kind of thing. He's a poor leader. Uh, he's a divisive, a divisive uh, member of that locker room. And, and, you know, so uh, I think it, 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 we, we always wonder at the time, why are the Steelers so quiet? Why, you know, they were taking a lot of, shots from everybody from all around like former players the media everybody was taking shots at the Steelers last year even though Antonio Brown was the one out there basically acting like the bad guy but for some reason the Steelers were were considered the heels by a lot of people and everybody said why are they so quiet doesn't this bother them well clearly it did clearly it, it bothered his family and 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 to hear everybody you know sort of ganging up on him in a, in a national sense so and a lot of that's, I think, for effect too. Honestly, a lot of I think a lot of it people don't like the guy, but a lot of it is they know that Steeler fans are are pretty passionate and they're going to react to it. So they're going to react more neg to negative uh, takes than they are positive takes. So I think a lot of that goes into it too. But still, you know, we think these people aren't paying attention, meaning the celebrity types, the athletes, and, and their families. But clearly, they are. How can you not in 2020 when social media is so prevalent? So. I think it's a pretty. It was a pretty uh, interesting little 15 minutes of uh, streaming TV I watched, and I can't wait to to watch the uh, next episode. Can't wait to see what what you know how he go like what he went through during this uh, journey of of trying to battle back from the from the elbow surgery. So that's something to check out. If you haven't seen it, it's called Bigger Than Ben. That's the uh, that's the name that I saw when I looked it up. So give that a look on uh, YouTube. It's only 15 minutes, so you can spare 15 minutes, right? So those are the two things about Ben I wanted to talk about. And Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Got your happy price, Priceline. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you'll hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Uh, the next thing I wanted to talk about was the the hype that Chase Claypool. I didn't hear much about him over the first uh, week of padded practices. It, it wasn't a whole lot of 
talk about Chase Claypool. Um, towards the end of the week, you started hearing some stuff. Uh, Ike Taylor called him like the LeBron James of basketball. I think it's what he said, meaning it was just going to be a big matchup problem for people. Joe Hayden started, you know, chimed in, said he was he was becoming a problem in practice as far as being able to cover the guy. You know, he was a ha- he was a handful. Uh, um, Keith Butler, the, the defensive coordinator, said he was he was he was he could certainly see that the, the talent on display and that if he had to plan if he had to plan for him he would he he would probably try to double team him and again i don't know if this is all hype as i wrote about in in my article from today i don't know if this, if this is all hype or if this is real but i you know if it is real i think it's encouraging because you know it's it's i usually get excited about draft picks right after the draft but then you know once the uh, you get closer to the season the more the focus seems is usually on the on the veterans and if they're ready to ready to 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 help the team win that year. And when it comes to receivers, I think it was Dave Schofield said about a year ago, talking about uh, the 2019 draft class. You know, it's like whatever you get, it's best not to expect anything from from receivers because they they struggle a lot early on. Uh, especially to a lot of them, like for every Deontay Johnson, there's a there's a James Washington guys that just struggle to pick up the offense and to gain the trust of the quarterback. And, you know, it has been said that Ben, Ben Roethlisberger doesn't, you know, really trust rookie receivers right away. They, they have to earn his trust. I think that's the case for a lot of uh, quarterbacks of his, uh, of his ilk. So if it, if it's, uh, if it's true, if all the hype is true about, about Chase Claypool, I'm, I'm actually more sorry that there, there aren't preseason games to, to kind of see the guy do his thing because it would have been nice to see him put his skills on display for three or four games or five games, whatever there would have been this summer. But it's kind of making me uh, intrigued about the, the role he's going to play in the offense in 2020, because I mean, when you think about it. You have, you have uh, obviously Juju Smith-Schuster, James Washington, Deontay Johnson. They're going to factor heavily into the passing game and then in advance McDonald Eric Ebron, the new tight end that they signed, they're obviously going to be huge parts of the of the of the passing game. A lot of people have been joking about Ryan Switzer and his his uh, his bromance with Big Ben, so that they think he's going to be allotted some targets. And of course, the the, the running backs are 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 often uh, targets out of the backfield in this offense. So, you know, it, it's kind of going to be inter- interested interesting to see if they if they uh, Really do try to uh, have a plan for him in that offense. If they too, if they do make him a priority, uh, uh, as I talked about after the draft, he's he's essentially unlike anything that they have. I mean, he's he's uh, a lot of people say he, he he doesn't play as fast as as his forty time at the profile at, at the at the uh, the combine, but obviously he's pretty darn fast enough, and he's big and he's physical, and they really don't have anybody like him. You know, Juju is probably the closest that they have to him as far as physicality, but Juju's not 6'4". And I'm not even sure if Juju's as fast as Claypool. In fact, I don't think he is. So, you know, he's an intriguing uh, young prospect. And, and I, I can't wait to see what they uh, what they do with him starting uh, in week one, two weeks from uh, Monday. So that's a, another guy that it's, I, I, it's, it'll be interested to see, interesting to see what, what transpires with him over the, uh, the, the remainder of training camp. And then one more thing I wanted to touch touch on in this the first half of this episode of Steelers Brunch with Tony is 
the third round pick, Alex Highsmith, he started to receive some uh, some kudos last week. Not as much as Claypool, but but Tomlin did did mention him a, a couple of times, and 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 his uh, his position coaches started talking about him a little, a little bit, and that, and and that's again, I don't you know with with the media coverage being so limited this year, it's hard to know if this is just fan hype or I'm sorry, team hype. Right. And, and if how much of this is real, cause let's be honest. I mean, how many draft picks were there? Six. They're not all going to pan out and they're not, they're not all going to be great. Some of them are going to be out and out bust. That's just how it is every year. So I don't expect all six of these guys to, to live up to the praise that they're receiving in camp. Not that they're all receiving praise, but certainly again, Claypool and, and, and Highsmith have been receiving some praise lately, but you know, uh, Highsmith is, uh, he's an important member of this, of, of the Steelers media future, because as, as I've said many times, as we've ta- talked about, we've all talked about many times, the chances of Bud Dupree coming back next year are slim and slim to none. And, and, and none just left the, or slim just left the building. I think it's closer to none now. Um, uh, Brian Anthony Davis mentioned on Monday that, you know, he has all the faith in the world and Omar Khan to, to always make make uh, more more salary cap room when the when the the need arises, but I don't see them doing that with with Bud Dupree. I just don't unless he totally falls off the uh, the the cliff this year in terms of production or, or has a major injury. I just don't see them being able to retain him. You know, because he's gonna guys like like him, guys that are are, are premium pass rush and big bucks on the open market and the money that he's gonna want. Even if his production slips a little bit this year, the production he's going to, or the, the money that he's going to command on the open market, I think it's just going to be too expensive for Pittsburgh to, to be able to afford. So they're going to need to to have a, a suitable uh, outside linebacker that, to play a, a opposite of TJ Watt. Because let's be real, uh, the, the lesser the talent on the other side, the more likely it is that TJ Watt's going to be le- going to be less effective because he's going to re- be double teamed the whole time. I mean, they're going to be doing that anyway, because he's such a, a special talent, but you know, if you have like an Anthony Ciccolo on the other side, then that's just going to reduce Watt's effectiveness even more. But if you have a, 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 an effective productive player, even if he's not a pro bowler, if he's really, really good, like a Clark Hagans, for example, then that's just going to open things up more for, for TJ Watt. So that's uh, you know last year Watt and, and Dupree they combined if you if you look at both the the, the percentages of snaps that they that they both received on defense it, it's roughly ninety percent between the two of them so if um, and that might they were both really really good last year so that was part of it but I think another part of it was the fact that they had Anthony Ciccolo as their primary backup and Anthony Ciccolo was a decent reserve but he was never going to be anything great. So if Highsmith has that ability or if they think he has that ability to, to, to reach a level that beyond what an Anthony Ciccolo could do, for example, I think you're going to, you're going to see that this year. I think he's going to get more defensive snaps. So those are the issues or the topics I wanted to discuss in, in, in the first uh, half of this episode of Steelers Runs with Tony. And for those of you in, in the live chat, stay with me. For those of you on YouTube, keep watching. But for those of you listening, please download. Well, first of all, thank you for listening to part one of, of this episode. And please download 
part two. And I will be back shortly for part two of this episode of Steelers Brunch with Tony. <laughs>